This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race recap show for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7 Episode 1 Title Legends. My name's Joe, but tans and I have COVID. I am joined, as always, by a co-host who likes it down under. From the podcast Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo, please say Security! Security! To Nathan Brown. Hello, Nathan Brown. How are you? Oh, so you do, you do talk. Yeah, I do talk. It's just, I'm going to, for this episode, I'm going to have my friend here, I think his name is Jake, read the script part just to save my voice as much as possible. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, how are you, Nathan Brown? Welcome to uh, the season of RuPaul's Drag Race. We kept All Stars Season Seven, Superstar Legend. I don't know the longest title in the fucking history of the show. Oh, so many words, legendary so many legends, words. legendary legends, all kinds of shit. But anyway, how are you, Nathan Brown? I'm good. I'm happy to be here, and I'm loving the huskiness in your voice. By the way, thank you. I do it. Uh, it I, I don't really have COVID. Sometimes I just like to do this voice mm-hmm. because we have mm-hmm. people don't know this. There's a Kathleen Turner. Uh, <laughs> voice sounding like competition they have here in the country and uh, i often like to uh have that win that competition i'm trying to practice for it win anyway, it, yeah <laughs> now nathan brown as you know we have a service called patreon where we offer yes. all kinds of extra content if you go to patreon.com slash afterthought media you are gonna get shows like being alive again you're gonna get throwing down the tea you're gonna get uh depending on the level you might get season four with me and taylor you're gonna get um uh oh a new show with me and Lori that i haven't really discussed much what it is but it is so good so good um and then we have this show early with no commercials you have uh, just between us girls i mean all kinds of shit right murder house flip murder house flip yeah um, all kinds of fantastic shows. Oh, also Murder Tonight. You know, all kinds oh. of crazy shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy shows right there. My, because Everyone at home is lucky because my voice can't do too much. Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media. Uh, go there. Support my voice. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Anyway, uh, all right. Let's just jump because not only, I mean, I like talking to you everything, Nathan, and you're the host. And it's, by the way, for everyone listening, this week it's me and Nathan. Mm-hmm. But from here on out, because I want it to be me and you, fam- just family today, right? Tonight it's just family. Tonight yeah. it's just family. But tomorrow we're going to be joined, our next episode will be joined by Lori Roggenkamp. Uh. And we will have a rotating set of third co hosts coming in uh, to host the show and help out. But today it's just me and you. But let's. Just, but there's a lot to talk about today, so let's just. This is go. a big fucking episode. It's a big episode, so let's actually jump right into it right now. This week, eight crowned queens sashay into the workroom and back in the non-elimination competition. 
The girls throw shade in the reading challenge. Naomi Campbell gives a master class in runway. The queens each write a verse and choreograph a routine and on the runway, the queens are down with crowns. Shea Cooley and Monet X Change are named the top two queens of the week and lip sync for the right to block a competitor from getting a badge next week. After all is said and done, Shea is crowned the winner of the lip sync and chooses to block Trinity the Tuck. Nathan, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to say Shea Cooley from now yeah. on. That's oh, well, iconic. I, uh, it's really embarrassing that Nathan, uh, not that Jake doesn't know how to, he's not really a big Drag Race fan. <laughs> Jake's like Lori. <laughs> yeah, Jake's, well, you know, strangely, Jake does, still knows more than Lori. You don't want to hear what Jake said in 2006. Oh, no. So. Well, no, no, you can hear what Jake was fine in like, 2004. Oh, oh, God, 2004. You don't even want to know. And for the record, I love Laurie's 2006 comedy bits. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jake. Wow, Jake. Why does that need to go on the record? Yeah. <laughs> and what record is this? <laughs> That's <laughs> Maybe later, uh, maybe later I'll play some of the things Jake said in 2004. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, two things I like. So I liked the change in format. I think last time I was speaking with you about... Um, Drag Race UK versus the world. We were like, oh, this format is getting pretty tired with the yeah. queens eliminating each other. So it was good to see. Mm-hmm. And no one's going home this season because I think apart from like maybe one exception, if anyone went home first, I would have been pretty disappointed. So it's yeah. good that we get to this with this cast because it's a solid cast. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing I like was that, yeah, the cast is great. Like when they first announced the queens, I was like, Oh, we're missing Alaska, we're missing Bob, we're missing some good queens. And I was like, eh, we've seen some of these quite recently. Yeah. But I think it's a good mix. There's mm-hmm. no boogers. And so... <laughs> yeah, there's no boogers, you're right, I correct. Think, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, um, like, the last All-Stars had Serena Cha-Cha. There's no Serena Cha-Cha now, so it's mm-hmm. great. So, And uh, they're all like, yeah, I don't know, vibing. Two, those are the two things I like. The one thing I didn't like was this RuPaul doing that number where he's oh. just standing still waving his arms like it's an 80 minute long episode mm-hmm. you could have cut it yeah if you're looking for something to cut that was it yeah it's, it, it's just her yeah, standing in place and just moving her arms okay so one of the things people always complain about the show is they think well i get lumped in with negative nancy taylor but they think that <laughs> we are hard on the show that we hate this show that why do we even fucking watch this show i can't speak for taylor okay but i can Oh, you can? What, what would you say? Taylor would say, I liked the 80s references and I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> yes, exactly. He likes the 80s references and going to Disneyland. Yeah, that was a pretty good. Uh, you know what? Um, Jake has an impression too. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. J- Jake, do you, you want to do your impression of Taylor the Latte Boy? I have diabetes, asshole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Weird. Jake. Weird Jake. Going in. Okay, Jake. That, that's a weird impression, but okay. Jake's um, some attitude. Yeah. So anyway, uh, wait, hold on. I think Jake has something else. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Jake, what, you, <laughs> earlier we were talking about um, Lori Roggenkamp. Do you have any thoughts on Lori Roggenkamp and, and any, could, do you want to give them now before we, uh, we do anything here? I like the one <laughs> yeah. bit about how Asian people can't drive. Wait, what? Jake. <laughs> Jake. Jake. This is very, very offensive. And I don't Jake, know, did Lori have a bit about how Asian people can't drive? Yeah, it was super funny. 
Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You ask a question and he's just going to answer you a little bit late. Yeah, he'll just answer me. Well, Jake Jake has to – Jake, look, Jake is very careful with his words. Okay. So time delay. Yeah. Well, he likes to process what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Which is even more wild because of what he's saying, the content of it. You think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway. So the point is people are always saying that I don't like this show. And the truth of the matter is we don't all have dicks in our mouths like you faggot. (laughs) Jake. Jake. Wow. Jake is really. Really offensive. I might have to rethink. <laughs> I don't him. like him. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just waiting for him to say something else. Honestly, I know. Yeah, you never know what you never know what he's going to Also, in. the vaccines aren't real. Uh, Jake. Jake. No. Has anyone said the vaccines aren't real? They say the virus isn't real. No one said that the vaccines aren't real. Real yeah, I've never heard someone say um, <laughs> masks uh, aren't real. Yeah, masks aren't real. I've never heard anyone say that. So okay. So anyway, people are always saying so that you like I, the show. I, I, like I the know show. my science. Jack off. Okay. <laughs> I don't give uh, okay, Jake, Jake. We're gonna need you out of this for a while. Anyway, people are always saying I don't like the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, I just call balls and strikes. That's what I mm-hmm. call right. I'm going to say this right here. I'm going to say this right now. And I'm only judging it based on All-Stars. It's only an All-Stars thing, okay? Mm-hmm. This is the strongest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race since All-Stars 2. Uh, agreed. Yeah. 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 So It's it's the best cast since All-Stars 2. As oh, well. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too is, and I'm going to talk more about this later. I really like that there's a, a perspective on this show. And I'm going to go way in depth in this later, but there's a perspective on this show that has changed fundamentally because we have winners and the, mm-hmm. I'll give the headline. And the headline is when you have the normal season, you have girls who this is their shot to make a mark and affect their careers. Then for mm-hmm. the other all-stars, you have people who were on, they're more confident, but they have something to prove. But this is one, and this is what makes it great, where they're validated. They don't mm-hmm. need that validation. So they're and they're not going to be eliminated. So they're very confident and they like to take risks. And yep. um and so it makes for a refreshing, great, fantastic show. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It feels like a time capsule sort of how you've got like, oh, this queen, remember when she was crowned, there was a pandemic. This yeah. queen, when she was crowned, it was, you know, before yeah. there were live reunions. It yeah. was like, yeah, really fun to see them all mixed together. Yeah. Anyway. You call balls? More like suck balls. Oh, okay. Jake. Well, Jake, that, that, was, that was first of all. hanging fruit. Well, also, that was like five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Jake. The one, thing I, the one thing I didn't like about this show, you had a good one, but and I'm not saying I don't like it. I will say it was the episode was so strong. I, I struggled to find something I didn't like, but if I'm going to say something and, the, and this is truly an, I don't know how I feel, but I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about this lip sync song. Oh, it, okay. It wasn't a hate, but it was definitely a choice. 
I was, as soon as they said, you know, old McDonald, I was yeah. like typing in my notes. I was like, oh, the one thing I hated was this song. And then it started and I was like, hang on a tick. And I was like, this is actually really fun. Yeah, I might need to revisit it a third time. You know, and real because you know, first time for fun, I was like, "What?" Second time for notes, and I was like, "What?" But maybe next time I'll say, "That's all done." Oh, can I please tell you yeah. something? I know that they've dropped two episodes, but oh yeah, I have un- intentionally not watched the next one. I only want to cover this one, not knowing what happens on the next one. Sure. Well, Shay dies, so it's <laughs> pretty hard to avoid. Yeah. Well. Oh my God. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, let's yeah. move on here. Um, Let me tell you one thing I don't like <laughs> about this show. You two faggots. Okay, Jake. All right, first of all, it's two things. But uh, very uncalled for, as I'm going to say. Very uncalled for. All right, so let's do the workroom entrances, Nathan. By the way, everyone at home, you might hear rattling in my mouth. That's because I'm blowing a robot. No, I'm also, <laughs> I have laws. Blowing Jake. Yeah, blowing Jake the robot in my mouth. But I have laws, so you might hear like, you know, when I went to go see, you know, you ever hear of this, um, who's that nasty bitch from Frozen? Adina Menzel? Yeah, her. Well, is she nasty? Yeah, my, I'll tell you a story here. I'll tell you the story right now, actually. I'll tell you on the air. I don't care, because she was horrible. She, I went to go see her in this if-then shit, you know? Oh, yeah. And I went with a friend who's kind of well-connected, so afterwards we went backstage. And it was literally <gasps> just on the stage, me, the leads... Well, not, not Adina Menzel yet. So whoever, the one that Kevin Spacey fucked and, um, <laughs> the other guy, uh, it was the three of us and my friend. And as a joke, I was carrying Adina Menzel's purse from the show, you know? Okay. And then, so, and when, but when I walked backstage, there was literally a throng of people out there waiting to see Adina Menzel. For, like, I'm talking hundreds, yeah. right? So she comes out and they're like, she, they're like, oh, this is Joe. And she's like, oh, whatever. Right. Oh, by the way, the point was, she had a, a lozenge in her mouth all the time she was singing. <laughs> anyway, that was the point of that story. But then she goes, they go, she goes, they go, oh, there's a bunch of people waiting outside for you. And she goes, where? And they point in one direction. She goes, I'm going that way. And she went the other direction. <laughs> oh, Adina. That's all. That's she's saying, she's saying, I gotta go. I gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> I still love her. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love Adina. I met her once, not you backstage or anything. I stage doored when she sang at the Sydney Opera House. And she oh, was yeah. nice for like three seconds as she whizzed past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First one in is Shea Coulee, 33 years old, finalist from season nine, winner of All Stars 5. Uh, your thoughts on Shea Coulee, all things Shea Coulee. I thought she came in looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I loved that orange look. I thought she missed the mark, though, when she went up to the mirror and she said, aren't you glad to see me? And I'm like, bitch, it's orange. You glad to see me? Like, that's oh. your punchline, doll. Yeah, I I was sort of, with the, with the returning All-Stars, I was mm-hmm. sort of less excited to see them than I were others. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like we did just see a lot of Shay. Yeah. But she does always bring it. So, I mean, I'm happy she's there, ultimately. Yeah. What about you? Okay, so look, this bitch can do the competition, and she is a fierce drag queen. I will not take that away from her. And we mm-hmm. all thought she, we all thought deservedly she was going to win season nine. We all did. I mean, it, I, I'm not taking her skills away from her. Okay, but I don't know what it is. Ever since All Stars five, 
I've just had a bad taste in my mouth. I don't like the way she was on there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then, remember, it it aired right, it finished airing right at the beginning of COVID. And she had that, so we're at the, we're in the thick of it. We don't know what's going on. And she has like a maskless party in her apartment or someone's apartment. Um, yeah. And was very like, when people called her out, she was like, fuck you. You know, like. I just feel like I, you know what I feel like? And I'm being honest. I feel she's the vixen with, but knows when to turn it on, turn it off. Oh my God. I really do. I think she's the vixen, which with more media savvy. And so oh, yeah, she's savvy. Mm-hmm. So I'm finding it hard to root for her. I'm not going to lie. And she's the only contestant I'll say that about. Um, but I will say it's funny. Cause then she gives her credits. And they're real. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was in the Van Three Vanity Fair. This and blah 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 blah. And then we're gonna talk about Jada Essence Hall in a second. Jada Essence Hall was like, I waved to everybody in a car parade or something. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really embarrassing, you know. But anyway, all right. Next down the runway, we have runway down. Next in the work, we have Jada Essence Hall. She's 35 years old. She's the winner of season 12. And she said, "Hey, bitches, she's back." Uh, your thoughts on Jada Essence Hall, Nathan Brown? Again, I feel like we just saw her, but we saw less of her. So I'm interested to see what she's done now that she's been a winner. Mm-hmm. Well, even though you just said nothing, but like in the elevation of the looks, having more money, that respect. So I, I enjoy Jada. Yes, true. I will say, now look, we've only gotten in the beginning and just like Monet with the sponge, you're going to get a little bit of a path, but they're not better. Than look I, over uh, there. Oh, exactly. It's going to um, be. If she does that. I will be really, really like, oh, this fucking bitch. But right now she hasn't. In first episode, I don't know what's happening. Season two or anything like that, right? I just, I'm just saying I'm kind of sick of it. So that's, mm-hmm. all, that's all I'm saying. Look over here. Well, next. Wait. Oh. Wait, he's giving us the finger. You know, Jake, fuck oh, you. Jake. I know. Anyway. I didn't even know he had fingers. Yeah, he does, I guess. Well, maybe I thought a finger. Oh, Jake. Would you blow Jake, Nathan? I want you to be honest. Sure. Yeah, you know, there's something kind of sexy about his sass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 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 I like a man that makes you work for it. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um. All right. Next. Um. Oh, I was also going to say about Jade Essence Hall is, and again, this comes up later about her insecurity, but I kind of feel sorry for her, especially because I'm not, I know she's insecure about it, but it's kind of the truth. That her season 12 win does seem a little cheap. And it's not her fault. It, you know, it's mm-hmm. the fault of two things. One, COVID. But two, it's also the season of the Sherry Pie drama. So they had to yeah. cut that shit up. And, um, it's just kind of, I don't know. There's just something about it's not her fault. And she was fierce that season, but I don't know. Yeah. But she needs to come in hot band like, yeah, I'm a winner. And yeah. just set that narrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's done it Some once. Some of these now, other queens yeah. are so good at narrative setting for themselves. They really are. She needs they to really pick are. that up. All right. Next thing we have Evie Oddly. She's 28. She's the winner of season 11. She says, don't mind me. I just even the odds. Your thoughts on Evie Oddly, Nathan Brown? She's my least favorite. I don't like her laugh. I don't like her little faces that she pulls. I think she's a good lip syncer. Her sorry, not sorry lip sync. I watch all the time Mm -hmm. and I love her flexibility, but I just don't like her as a person. I'm sorry. Well, I said this then I'll say it again. She is fucking smoking hot. I'm just not going to take that away from her as a boy. 
Oh, is Evie 11 years old? Okay. <laughs> I will also say that the laugh thing is really annoying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate it. And she, I, I, and it's a thing that she's so, it seemed like, it seems so fake, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she probably has a real variation on that laugh, but it's just really annoying and seems very, very uh, contrived. Next, Trinity the Tuck. She's 36 years old. She was the finalist from season nine. She was the co-winner of All Stars 4. She said, body, body, and more body. The Holy Trinity has arrived. Your thoughts on Trinity the Tuck? Trinity is like, I don't know. She she might be a terrible person, but I love mm-hmm. her. We're, like, there might be a range of COVID issues, mm-hmm. faking personalities on Reddit. Oh, I, yeah, I, I forgot about really that. Enjoy her. But if I if I just look at her on the show, I enjoy Trinity. Hey, hold on, let me explain to everybody at home. There is a conspiracy theory, but I think there's some evidence behind it. There was yeah. a person who was poking around Reddit making these incendiary comments named She Devil by Night. And I can't remember how, because I've forgotten since then. But the Reddit sleuths figured out that it was Trinity the Tuck pretending <laughs> to be this person named She Devil by Night, and uh, and so I forgot about that. Yeah, um, I, I get it. I was Griffy for for a period of time there. Oh um, wait, you were yeah. Griffy? Yeah, I wanted to ice Taylor out, so I came up with an alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my <laughs> yeah, my take for Trinity, Trinity the Tuck is that every time I see her. Every time she's on any show, I underestimate her. The first time she was on, I for, and I forget how strong she is. She does, she doesn't do a good job of making a real. Uh, maybe that's a good thing in her favor. She always makes herself seem like an underdog, but she's actually mm-hmm. probably one of the strongest competitors there. But she makes she lures you into thinking that she's not as strong as you are. And I think she just understands what's being asked of her. Yes. So she can rise to the challenge because she gets it. Yes, she gets it more than she lets on. Well, I think, mm-hmm. you know, take, for instance, as a moment in the episode where Shay's looking at the mirror, admiring how beautiful she herself is, right? <laughs> and Trinity says she is beautiful, and not only she is jealous of her and fakes her. But, like, Trinity doesn't really, I guess she does brag about I don't know, there's something, there's something really good that she does in terms of this competition. That I'm like, that's one sneaky, savvy bitch. And mm-hmm. Uh, Monet Exchange is 32 years old. She's only 32. She uh, came in sixth place season 10, and she was one of the co-winners with Trinity of All-Stars 4. She said, you know what they say, Monet changes everything. Your thoughts on Monet Exchange? I love Monet, and I think similar to Trinity, she she gets the show, and she gets how to, like, say whatever she wants in confessionals. And at the time, you might be thinking... That's crazy. Yeah. Like, what? Wh- what is that reality? But she's just putting it out there because she's strategic and mm-hmm. she backs it up with good looks, good personality. I'm a fan. Yeah. All I have, and this is a compliment, by the way, that I don't have more. I just said uh, she has great charisma. Oh, yeah. She has great charisma. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jinx Monsoon is, she's only 34 years old. She's the winner of season five. And she came in and went, line. Um, your thoughts on Jinx Monsoon? Uh, I love her. I think she's the winner for me. Mm -hmm. I I think she's the funniest of them all by far. And it's so good to see her after so much time has passed and to like, see how her drag character has developed 
and just grown over the、mm-hmm. years because I think she's always known who she is.、Mm-hmm. And so I'm just happy to have her back. Yeah. What do you bet? Ah,、uh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, you forget because it's been, you know, 10 years, nine or 10 years since she's been on. Yeah. And you forget what a, and she's even gotten better. But what a strong competitor she is, you know? And like, yeah, I think she's going to、mm-hmm. be a force. I really do know nothing. That is my new thing. I, in fact, I think I said this before. I haven't even watched episode two. I have no idea what's happening. If, I'm gagged like a person who doesn't really watch the show is. And I think that's best for this podcast. So I don't know what happens.、Mm-hmm. But I would say, God, I don't, I mean, they're, Jinx, and we'll talk about Raja in a second. I don't see a world how those girls aren't in the top four, but we'll see. Raja, we can maybe see, but Jinx, she is, she really is. She's not really a look queen,、yeah. but she is so strong. I will say this, and it's going to call it balls and strikes. Balls and strikes. What the fuck is going on with her confessional hair? <sighs> yeah. Her hair in the、I、confessionals think- is awful. I think you take eyebrows off a person and it can really change the whole face.、Mm-hmm. And so she's just, yeah, she, she, she looks like Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> she does. A name I haven't heard in a very long time. The movie with Phoebe Cates.、Um, who played Drop Dead Fred? Was it some sort of Australian star? I don't know, actually. God, that was like an obscure late 80s, early 90s movie, right? I used to watch that all the time as a kid, especially yeah, when they、too. threw poo everywhere. And he was、yeah. like, poo, poo. Yeah, drop dead. Wow, I haven't heard that in forever. But yes, that's exactly what she, or may I bring up Australian comedy icon, Yahoo Serious. You may. Yeah. So there's something going on. I don't know what it is. And、uh, I think it's the eyebrows. I think you're right. I think it is the eyebrows. It is the eyebrows. But just why not wear, cause she has amazing wigs. Just wear one of those amazing wigs all the time. I don't know. Oh, whack on a better hat or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she wore a hat all of season five. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Raja is 47 years old. She's the winner of season three. And she said, did somebody call for an icon? Uh, your thoughts on Raja? I'm also excited to see Raja back, just like with Jinx. Although I feel like. She might fade in the shadow of her legacy、mm-hmm. because as I think you and Adam covered season three and I listened to that recently and it's not as good as you remember. Yeah. And so I just worry that she, it might have been maybe too much time has passed. Who knows? She did good this episode though, but she I did. Just, <clears throat> I don't know. And I don't know how she would do on the snatch game or any of the acting ones. I think she can bring a look <clears throat> and that was important、oh, yeah. in season three. But、yeah. I don't know about the other stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, look, I don't really have much to add. I mean, she's very sick. That look is sickening. She's sickening.、Yeah. Um, and we're going to get some great looks. Well, she's never going to be eliminated. So we're, for one thing's for certain, we will get some、mm-hmm. sickening, sickening looks out of her.、Mm-hmm. That's what we'll get. All right. Next we have in the Vivian. She's 30 years. She's only 30. How come all these queens seem older? <gasps> They're lying to us. Oh,、girl. yeah, that's right. Well, no, I think Raj is really crazy. That, that bitch is 30. <clears throat> no. She's the winner of Drag Race UK season one. She came in. She said, Do you just love a long, hard, stiff competition? Sorry, girls. I was feeling horny.、Uh, your thoughts on the Vivian? 
I really like that the Vivian is there. I think it's good to have some international presence. I'm upset Keita Mean isn't there to represent Down Under, but ah well. I think she is funny and she's gorgeous. I don't know if I wanted her to win season one of UK, but I think she'll do well here if she gets over the fact that, you know, she's from an international competition. Doesn't mean that you're inferior. Get over it and get on with the competition because I think you'll do well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think she looks fantastic. Um, she's lost a tremendous amount of weight and she look it looks good on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think kind of like Trinity, I think she's one that the girls will sleep on. Yeah. But well, this is only in terms of her for money. I don't think she'll win a lip I don't see how she wins a lip sync. The British can't lip sync. But that's oh, not no. important. That's only important for money. So she can get the badge, but she might not get the lip sync win money. Do you think so. when um, Rue explained the whole Legendary Legends badge, she was like, not another fucking badge, not <laughs> yeah. again. Can I just make some fucking money, please? Please. Yeah. <clears throat> please. Yeah. And then finally, another queen entered the workroom, face hidden behind a hat. Uh, and it turned out to be Raven. What were your thoughts of this Raven? Now, we later learned it's a fake out, but when, when Raven came in, what were your thoughts, Nathan? Well, immediately I was like, this can't be happening. It must be a bit. But then it went on a bit long, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, is it not a bit? And yeah. then when it became a bit, I was like, oh, my God, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, my trajectory yeah. of emotions. Yeah, I was wondering when I was thinking, like, is this not a bit? I was thinking, like, how could RuPaul fairly – I mean, this is her personal makeup artist. Like, <laughs> how could you fairly judge her? You know, but no, it turned out to be a bit. Look – the episode's so strong. It's not even that bad of a bit. I'll give him credit for trying. It was good. I'm I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Know? I just would have been gagged if it was actually Tyra Sanchez. Like, <laughs> I would have loved that. It would have been a much more interesting, like, Untucked season. Because, I don't know, did you watch Untucked? No, I haven't watched Untucked yet. Is it good? Well, no. If you're, yeah. if you're not watching Untucked, you're still getting the full story because nothing else is happening. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they need to... Now that we've changed the All-Stars format, we need to change the Untucked format yeah. and actually have it maybe at the end of the episode when they're actually untucking and they've got something oh. to talk about after someone gets blocked. Yeah. Because for this one, they were just like, oh, we don't know who's going to win. We don't know who's going to get blocked. So, oh, well. I don't know. Yeah, there's no stakes. It needs to be a bit more dramatic. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, why don't we do this, Nathan? Why don't we take a break? And when oh, we God. come back, we will cover the rest of the episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Da, 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 all right. Well, thank you, Jake, for doing that. Uh, that was amazing. Um, all right. Well, Jake didn't actually come back right now. Jake is going to Jake. Why don't you take up the next uh, part of the script? Here we go. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to start the competition. Before RuPaul starts. She boots Raven from the workroom in one of those classic drag race gags we all love. Next, RuPaul lays out the rules of the game. 
no one will be eliminated. Instead, each week Rue will name the top two queens of the week, each receiving a legendary legend badge and competing in a lip-sync for a $10,000 tip and the power to block a fellow queen from winning a badge the next week. In the grand finale, the four queens with the most badges will compete in a lip-sync smackdown for the crown, the title of Queen of All Queens and a cash prize of $200,000. All right, Nathan, what were your thoughts on everything that happened in that part of the show? My first thought is that Jake is so polite when he's... Just talking of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's talking about us, that he's mm-hmm. an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, he takes his, he takes his job very, very seriously. Very um, seriously. Yeah, very, very seriously. He doesn't. He does not mess around when it comes to uh, his job. It's everything else though is where he mm-hmm. is a problem. Yeah, it's oh. called being professional, Jake. asshole. Oh, wow, Jake. Jake, Jake, Jake. Wow. So anyway, your thoughts on everything that happened there? Well, that's sort of just laying out the rules, which did it did take a few minutes for my mind to really turn all of that over. There was a lot of talk about blocking and badges. But the fact of the matter is they're all there. Some sort of system's in place. doesn't really uh-huh. matter, does it? No, yeah. Yeah, no, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And they, and they act like they didn't know what was going to happen. Like, what? Oh, they all signed up knowing that they wouldn't yeah. be eliminated. Yeah, right? like, what? Yeah, of course. All right, let's move on. Jake, why don't you do your magic again? Here we go. Next, RuPaul announces the library is open for this season's reading challenge. The girls take turns shading each other, but Jinx comes out on top winning the mini challenge. For this week's maxi challenge, each queen will write a verse and all will collaborate on choreography for a performance of RuPaul's new song, Legends. Oh, God, those songs. Yeah. What were your thoughts on... Uh, let's go through the reading challenge. I don't know if you have notes per person, but do you have the notes per person or sure. just in, in general? I do. First of all, we do need, it. We need to acknowledge that Bruno was there oh, and he yeah. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I wish he stayed there with the pillow with the glasses on it. He, yeah. Of he should have. I, I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, why didn't they have him stay there? Yeah. It's so good to have him in the workroom. Does Bruno Love have Bruno. an OnlyFans? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I thought you would know. Uh, producers, uh, Zach and Nate and uh, Luke, can you get on that, please? All right. Let's go uh, on the reading challenge first. Uh, Shay Coulee, your mm-hmm. thoughts on everything Shay Coulee, her reading challenge. Well, you're the, you're the comedian. Do you want to yeah. tell me? Well, you're the co-host. Well, well okay. I was, I was just trying to... Okay, you've got COVID. All right. Let me, let me say. Okay, the jokes were well-constructed um, back when I was... In the uh, Sunday company, I learned about jokes, so I am an authority on this. I think with Shay, the only joke I found that good was Vivian as the diversity hire. I mm-hmm. thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. What, what What did you think of Shay? Oh, it wasn't good. It was not good at all. No. They were horrible jokes. You didn't like the diversity hire? Not joke? even that one. No. No, I didn't think they were good at all. All right. Next, Jada Essence Hall. Jada, I mean, I laughed. But the only joke that I enjoyed really was that Trinity is the realest bitch from the knees down. I don't even know if it makes sense, but the delivery was fun. It wasn't good. And I don't know what a rosebud is. What's a rosebud? That's when your butthole gets so banged out that it sort of prolapses. Oh, okay. I believe. Not not from experience or anything. Jake, mm-hmm. don't get any ideas. Um, but it didn't it didn't make sense in the context of the joke. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, next we have um, 
Evie Oddly. I oh, wait, I, I never said about... Uh, did I say Jada wasn't good? Yeah, I did. Okay, Evie Oddly. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Evie was funny at all. I put meh. I can't remember any of her jokes. I went meh. I said. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Trinity uh, the Tuck. You thought Trinity the Tuck. I thought Trinity was a bit meh as well. The joke about the floss with the thong and the lips and the big... T- I don't know. It took me a while to deconstruct that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think? Mm, not good. Wait. The Raja boot joke was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was good. She had one good joke. Raja boot. Yeah. Um, Monet exchange. Monet I liked. I thought the joke about them being like Jinx's teeth, some big, some small, three of them are white. Like, I thought that was quite funny and clever. All right. I'll give you that. She was all right to me. Jinx monsoon. I laughed the most with Jinx. With the Raja two faces putting the good makeup on the other face, Bob being very talented. Mm-hmm. She she's a funny queen. So good. Deserve the win. So so good. Yeah, totally. So good. Raja. I was a bit disappointed with Raja because she just called them boogers but spelt it out. So it was kind of low effort. And I'm like, oh that's it. I mean, like the delivery was great, but then there was no jokes. I loved it. Did you? I did. I loved it. Why? Um, I don't know. I just did. I thought it was super funny. Nathan, don't trust Joe's opinion. Joe judging comedy is like Laurie choosing the NAACP awards. Okay. Well, Jake, no one calls them the NAACP awards. <laughs> Jake, it was a nice try. Yeah, nice try, Jake. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Okay, finally, the Vivian. Your thoughts on the Vivian? I thought she was only okay. I don't really remember any standouts from Vivian. Yeah. I, to me, the right person won. Jinx Monsoon oh, yeah. was won. She was the right person to win. Let's move on. We're going to throw to yeah. Jake, who for some reason is very professional when it comes to this. RuPaul takes the girls to the main stage where Naomi Campbell shocks the girls and walks the runway. Next, each queen walks the runway for Naomi Campbell and receives individualized feedback on their walk. All right, Nathan Brown, your thoughts on the whole Naomi Camel gag. Did, now, did you know about this? I didn't know who it was walking down the <gasps> runway. You didn't know who it all, was walking down the I runway? Didn't. They were all reacting, and I was like, who, who that? Oh, really? I immediately knew who it was. Oh, my God. That is so I know. I'm a little embarrassed, but I'm more of a Naomi Smalls fan than a Naomi Campbell fan. I'm not even a Naomi Campbell fan because she's a horrible human being. But I do know how much the girls admire her and look up to her. And I was like, oh, this is gaggy for these drag queens. Uh, not a clue. Not a clue who she is. Okay. I know. Well, she goes I mean, I know there. the name. I know who she is. But when I saw her, I didn't know who that was. Yeah. And she truly is very famous for her walk. So for her to be giving a master class on walking was everything. What were your thoughts on this whole segment? I mean, it was a little bit pointless. But yeah, when... At the end of it, like, her and Shay having that moment, like, it was good to see it. Yeah. Um, Some of their walks are are really good. Some need a little bit of work. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the Vivian was walking, like, you know, when you see, like, toddlers and they're learning to walk and they have their, like, thumbs, like, hooked into their nappies? Yes. Well. She was doing that little saddle walk. No, 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 no. Uh, Nathan, I think you're right, but I think ultimately it was really just about Hey, Nathan, we're in America. What the fuck are nappies? Oh. Oh, you don't know what nappies are? 
No, but that was really rude, though. I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Jake. Yeah. Get a fucking dictionary. Google it, Jake. Aren't you an AI? Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway. What are nappies? Uh, diapers. Oh. <clears throat> Didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. It was great to see Shay get as emotional as she did. You could tell it was very genuine, that it really meant a lot to her. And it was, I thought it was a really cool moment. Um, I don't know if they're saying in the chat room, the people, was this known already this was going to happen? I was truly gagged. So, I don't know. All right, here we go. Let's go to the next part of the episode. The queens did drag in the workroom and get to work on their verses. Raja wants to write about being drag royalty and Jinx will harness her horny middle-aged MILF character. Jada is excited to take risks since no one is going home, Ivy's legacy is going against the grain, and the Vivian has admired American drag for years and is feeling the pressure to shine in the competition. All right. Uh, what do you think about everything that happened in the workroom? You know, we get to a stage now, and I'm, I'm going to let you go in a second there, uh, uh, Nathan. But, we, I mean, we are getting to a stage here where the show is going to be very interesting and very compelling, but it's not going to be for drama. I don't think. So far, it isn't. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, there's not a lot to say, but it doesn't mean it's bad. What were your thoughts here in the workroom? No, I agree. There's nothing much to say, but I just enjoyed watching them interact yes. and chat and yes. have little in-jokes. Like, all yes. these people have worked together for years. It was mm-hmm. just fun to, like, be a fly on the wall. Yeah. And it's not always fun to be a fly on the wall with mm-hmm. Drag Race. So, I was really enjoying it. It felt fresh, even though it's the same thing that happens all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just a good bunch of people, mm-hmm. so I'm happy. Yeah, it was good. There's a part where they, they say, Trinity, you're the choreographer. Then we go to the main stage... And she's not the choreographer. I didn't know what that... Because they're like, we're not kidding. You're the choreographer. But then it never materialized. It was a very strange moment. And then... um, But I want to talk about Jada saying... uh, Talking about taking risks. And I actually think that's really, really great. And a really, really important thing she said. Because I think it's what makes this entire show so far amazing. And I I mentioned Mm -hmm. at the top of the show. Is you have queens who, like I said... When queens are going onto the show for the first time, they're nervous. They're really, really trying to project the image they want to be out there. They're trying to establish themselves. This is very important to them. And and there's that energy. And I would even argue they've become so self-aware. It's why the flagship show has suffered as much as it is, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have all-stars where they've been on the show, but now they have something to prove. They still want the validation from RuPaul. But these queens are showing you that once they have the validation and once they have the confidence that they've established their persona, they've worked out there, they've worked with each other, they have a rapport, they have their presence, everything is working like a, like an oiled machine and they can mm-hmm. go out there and take risks and they don't worry. They don't. Because honestly, I'll be honest with you, I think even if there was elimination, we would see the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. but I do think getting rid of the eliminations eases the tension a bit. Totally. But it makes it for very compelling television because now they can be their authentic selves. And I would argue that that is what we saw for the first up until season seven, season eight. That is what we were seeing. Are these queens? We still had a number of queens who before that they existed before RuPaul's Drag Race existed. So their careers mm-hmm. at that stage didn't need RuPaul's Drag Race 
to make or break their careers. And it's why the shows were so good. And I think seasons five, six, and maybe you could even say seven, but definitely five and six is the apex of those two things meeting of those two elements meeting of people who realize the importance of drag race, but they've already established their personas and their careers. Mm -hmm. And they had established uh, drag personas before this. What you see now is you see queens who they've grown up on RuPaul's Drag Race. They, their whole essence of being a drag race, a drag queen, has been shaped by RuPaul's Drag Race. So mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race in the early years was just a, a feather in the cap of those girls. Now it is the cap. And mm-hmm. so there's so much at stake now for these girls that there's almost a wag the dog element to the show. And this the the brilliance of this episode shows it. It is not a production problem and it's not uh, uh, RuPaul's tired or anybody's tired or I hate the show or anything. It's a casting problem. And I don't know how you mm-hmm. fix it because I don't even blame the casting directors. I think that the drag queens they're seeing are just too savvy. And, um, and with all stars, I'm gonna let you talk because I can't talk right now. Sorry. What you well, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I think it does come down to casting and like the the newest seasons, like, are we running out of queens to cast? I, I'm sure we're not, or maybe we're not looking in the right spots. But when you put them up against the older crop, you're like, wow, there's a disconnect. And I think you're on the money there. And it's just nice to be able to see this bunch of queens just having fun with each other. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hurry up, idiot. Okay. Calm down, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's ultimately, I think, like I was saying, and you were saying whatnot, the the problem with this is it shows you like, oh, we need better queens. And to answer your question, I do think they exist. I do think they exist. But either they don't want to go on the show or, yeah, I think they just don't want to go on the show. Or the show doesn't want them. The show, I think you're going to need to go for older queens, like a Tamisha Iman. And I don't know how many of them wanted or whether the show wants to have them on. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question for the casting people. Because there is an element of like, well, this is a show for young people. I wish they would have like a seasoned queens season or something like that. Yeah. And maybe like if you do have a, a main show with a different format or some yeah. changes, then you would get a Jackie Bate and a Coco Peru getting involved, yes. even though they don't need the platform. Well, they could do this format. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. And I think they would do this format. I think they would hunt. Maybe then maybe this is a test run for that where you would get like a Jackie Beat or yeah, a Coco Peru or a Lady Bunny or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, I think that would be because, a fantastic. Yeah, thing. they don't want to end up like a like a Kelly Mantle who comes in yeah. with like a profile and then gets shat on and kicked out. Yeah. Like who would sign up for that when you don't need to? Yeah. I should probably bring Kelly Mantle back for that. All right, let's go over to Jake and let's go to the next part now. Back on the main stage, the girls attempt to work together to choreograph one cohesive performance. Jinx wants to form a clump, but Raja sees potential in a rainbow formation. Trinity notes there are too many ideas at once and nominates Shay as choreographer. The group agrees and a routine quickly takes shape. What were your thoughts on this choreography moment, uh, Nathan? Well, someone had to take over, so I'm glad Shay took over, because mm-hmm. ultimately the, the number was good. I mean, you can't go wrong with a deity line with the arms. Mm-hmm. Always effective. Yeah. So, yeah, 
I mean, and I understand some of the other queens being like, I don't want to choreograph. Like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. So let someone else do it. Great. Well, I'll be honest with you. There was a part where they were like, oh, my God, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. That might have been fine. But I think I actually think this is a, a mistake on the editor's part here is, yes, I could see as an editor being nervous. That they all got along too well. So it would be boring. But actually, mm. in this case, going back to what we were saying, I actually found it very interesting to listen to them collaborate. Mm-hmm. And I thought the listening to the collaboration was super interesting. Yes, they needed someone in charge, but they were trying to paint it as like, oh, it's this like um, really confusing, not awful, but like, oh, isn't this crazy? And I'm like, no, I think that's just when you have a bunch of people who are very talented, what it's like when they try to collaborate. I didn't feel anybody was being disrespectful. I didn't feel yeah. anybody was um, uh, trying to one up another. It felt like a true collaboration among people who respected each other i'm also and trying to hypnotize you, you and get out you can't do choreograph a dance like have seven people being the leader anyway yeah. like mm-hmm. you can collaborate all you want but you do need someone to at least direct the ideas so yeah mm-hmm. so uh okay uh any other thoughts on this choreography bit no okay very good let's go over to the runway take it away jake It's runway day, and the queens get ready to strut their stuff. The queens discuss strategy and agree that targeting the fiercest queen makes the most sense. Monet and Trinity, who share a crown, put to bed any concerns about a rivalry. They form an alliance and promise not to block each other. Later, Jada shares her insecurities about the COVID limitations from her season. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, your thoughts on uh, everything that happened on runway day. I think the blocking conversation was interesting because as we've seen in previous All-Star seasons, you'd have the queens who are uh, reticent to eliminate a queen that's popular. Like Mm -hmm. we saw saw that with like the Trixie season. And so, I mean, I think fans will bounce back if someone gets blocked. Like who gives a shit? Like it's just a bedazzled plunger like it's not career ending if you block someone and you have to block someone so i think that's good and that's interesting and of course you will block the stiffer competition you're not going to block someone because they didn't let you borrow a shirt Mm -hmm. so i think it's while it was a confusing concept to begin with i think it'll take us down into an interesting territory as we go on well yeah also yeah yes and you won't have the ranker before because they're not going to leave your screen so if you love – if you're a big yeah. Jada Essence Hall fan, she's still going to be there every week. You're never going to lose your week of seeing Jada Essence Hall and what she was going to bring to the runway, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're right. It might be tempered a little bit. I'm very curious to see how it goes when we get to the top four. But then ultimately they can blame that on RuPaul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean it does still all come back to RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. But what's great, too, you know, I didn't even think about this. What's great about the way they're doing it, and because there's no one's getting eliminated, and everybody will be there week after week, is you're probably going to see the least producer involvement that we've ever seen. Because, yeah. A, you're not going to need the producers to get involved because, in terms of the workroom, because these girls know the drill and they know how to make great television. Okay? Mm-hmm. B... They don't have to try and shape the storyline about who stays home and who goes home and who doesn't. Uh, they're always going to be there every week. 
So there's yeah. there's going to be very little producer involvement at all, you know? Um, and like with the lipstick, the lipstick in their dress, like sometimes yes. it was like that girl did not win the lip sync. And Rue yeah. just picked them to win the lip sync because he knows who's got the lipstick. Yeah. So we don't have that. Yes. We don't have that's that right. at all. Yeah. yeah. Just, I do think it's interesting mm-hmm. how, uh, sorry, this might be jumping ahead. No, it's just yeah. a side note. It's interesting how when the girls get ready to go and lip sync, they don't know who's in the top already. So some of them will get changed out of their runway looks oh. thinking that they might mm-hmm. be in the top. So that, yeah. that fucks with them a little bit and something's got to fuck with them. So it's great. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they go to Untucked, they don't even know who won either. Very, yeah, very so this episode, Jinx and Trinity got changed into a lip sync outfit just in case. Oh. Like, how embarrassing to get changed and then not have to lip sync. Poor things. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Someone should tell Horror. Jinx to change into another wig. <laughs> but in, in this segment, I also enjoyed seeing Trinity and Monet get along. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just felt like so much closure just seeing them chat. Because mm-hmm. I feel like after their double crowning, mm-hmm. there was like an uh, like a, a us versus them narrative between them, and it's mm-hmm. just nice to see that that's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I do like to see this. I think, and I also kind of like them because again, it's fun. And it's not. It's who cares if they if they have an alliance about blocking? It's kind of fun. Yeah. It was. A, it, it. This is a very. It's made the show fun again. I really. Yeah. I can't because I'm sick. I don't think it's coming across. I love this episode. I give it a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's great. I said since All-Stars 2, I think it's better than most All-Stars 2 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, I know, I know you're not much of a Housewives guy, but they no. did a real Housewives Ultimate Girls trip recently where they've mm-hmm. got, they got girls from different franchises and threw them all together in like an island resort. And that was the same. I'm getting the same vibe where it's just like, Oh, it's just fun to be with these people together who I yes. never thought would be together. Yeah. I've never understand. I've never understood the all-stars thing, which is, and I've always compared it to real sports all-stars. So in baseball, all-stars, it's the same all-stars every season. They just change in and out as they retire or they are injured or whatever, but it's pretty much the same all-stars. It just, slowly rotates i don't understand why we don't have that on this all-stars it should always be if you unless you won there should be like a group of like i don't know make up a number 40 or 50 girls who are like you just know they're fantastic television and you just cycle through them every few years you move some in move some out but we see like you know detox every few seasons and we see well i know fifi won't come back but she would be great come back you know Alyssa every few seasons not every season. <laughs> every huh? season. Not every season, but just every few. And you, and you can yeah. mix and match them, you know, like like accessories. Well, and it'd the, be the thing is, it's it's a show about drag. Like, yeah. we don't need to overcomplicate it. No. Just enjoy. We don't need to see India Farah on the screen or no. Ma- Mariah Balenciaga. Yeah. They're not, they weren't or good Derek TV Barry. then, and they're not good TV now. It's, you know, yeah. they're always going for the Tatiana thing, and I feel that like that was like a one-time fluke. There might be someone else I'm missing, but I feel Tatiana was a one-time fluke. Yeah, I'd be happy just to watch All Stars 2, the same cast, again. Uh, I'd love to see Tatiana again, yeah. Yeah. Bring her back. Yeah. yeah. By the way, going back to what Jada was talking about, and I said it again. Mm-hmm. I know she says she feels insecure, and she feels like she has something to prove. And she has more to prove with these queens. I hate to say it. And it's, again, it's not her fault. But unfortunately, she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
She just does. She just does. We didn't get to see as much of her afterwards because of, and the same thing's true with Simone. Simone and, and her suffer from the same thing is that COVID mm-hmm. has, they're not headlining the gay pride events. They're not, I mean, they just sort of lived undercover. Mm-hmm. And these queens, we they're well established. We know who they are. And I'm going to need to see more from Jada Essence Hall if you're going to want me to think she's better than Monet Exchange. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's great that she does have this opportunity now. Yes. But she's yes. just going to have to just say it. The, and the by the way, the show is just say it. And, and by the way, reality. I'm fully saying, I'm fully predicting that this season, because she's never going to go home, is probably the thing that she needed to make her an idol. Totally. She might mm-hmm. not win, but I think it'll it'll help reintroduce us to her and see like, oh, that's why she won. I fully 100% um, predict that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Maxi Challenge performance. Um, I don't know if I have a thing for that. Let me see here. Oh, I do. Here we go. I mean, I don't know if Jake does. Rue welcomes the judges panel and then performs her song, Give Em What They Want. Next, the cast of All Star 7 take the stage and perform Legends. Okay, let's talk about RuPaul's uh, bit. Give them what they want. And then let, st- stood there and gave us nothing of what we wanted. What were your thoughts? I here? think this Cameron Diaz, she's mm-hmm. taken a career break. And you can tell because her acting skills <clears throat> have gone down. Yeah. When she said that she's a big fan of Ru's music. Yeah, who's I a big said, fan of Ru's you music? are not believable no. in this yeah. moment, name, Cameron Diaz. Name two songs. Name if two ever, songs. Yeah, if I ever see Cameron Diaz, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you." What well, name two songs, Cameron Diaz? Yeah, name yeah. two. RuPaul name songs. two songs. Jealous of what? Is it boogie? Is yeah. it noogie? <clears throat> Quizzer. The first words are peanut butter. What are the next words after that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the the Rue song. You could cut it. It's not necessary, mm-hmm. and. I the the bit I did enjoy though, just from the campy factor, was after it was over, we've got Rue delivering the announcement to the next part of the show, you know, and there's mm-hmm. a backup dancer who's like holding a pose oh. like for five minutes. <laughs> yes. But also had a but very nice bulge out. that I like staring yeah. at. Like Rue was and you know that it yeah. took Rue a long time to do that line. Oh, I see yeah, I've seen her try and read. It's not it's not good. No, but and I was like Queen is holding that with his bulge. And he's like and he's doing that. Oh, by the way, RuPaul was too at the end of the number she was doing that. Holding the I'm like, what are you breathing <laughs> hard from? Still. You know? <laughs> what are you breathing hard at least from? We didn't get a body double this time. Oh, that's right. Didn't we have that when she uh lips against Michelle? Yeah, the Christmas Queens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Joe, you breathe hard when you turn over in bed. Okay, Jake, this isn't about me. I don't have a TV show where I'm pretending to um, to, to be a dancer. And judging people... Jake has a lot of insight, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. She sure, sure does. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well now... Oh, what did you think of the All-Star 7 performing legends? Their song... Yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Some of the some of the um performances like Monet, I didn't catch a single lyric, but I was enjoying it. Yeah. And I thought Jinx was honestly the best one. She had the best lyrics. Yeah. So I was a bit surprised that she kind of got lumped in with the rest of them in the critiques. Yeah. 
Um, what, what did you think? Any, any standouts for you? No, it all seemed fine. I'll be honest with you. Like, again, and this is not criticism. They were, because I, I, I want to use the term they were all passable. And that's something I would have used for season, did we just have season, four? yeah, season 14? Mm-hmm. But it was more than passable, right? It was very good, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I have no complaints about it. It was very entertaining. I really liked it. It contributed, like, I was so happy to see each of them again. They all did a fantastic job. But in a weird kind of way where everything's good, there was nothing that was a standout for me. Maybe Evie's weird move at the end, but I know we're going to see her do it 99 times more in the season. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But uh, we didn't see them record, which no. sort of makes me think, like, did, did we already have this song in the can? Yeah, because they, they also knew when they were choreographing it, they knew the other girl's lyrics. Yeah. There's a part where uh, Evie said, like, oh, well, that you're, well, no, when, how about when Shay's choreographing uh, Roger? She goes, well, you have that line about the, the be yeah. a deity, you know? So they seem to know each other's lyrics. And Evie said something too, where I'm like, oh, they know each other's lyrics. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to giving them more time to practice so we get a better number. So yeah. go for it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is probably what happened on this too. They usually take a weekend break in between. So maybe they filmed like the, the opening on a Friday and then they came back Monday. And, Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that they did, but maybe they did. Uh, all right. Well, uh, it's time, Nathan, uh, for our favorite part right here. It's time for the looks. <clears throat> Any big thoughts on the looks? Um, well, let's just go through them quickly. I thought they all were actually really quite solid. I liked the the theme, the I'm crowning theme. So mm-hmm. Raja, she came out in like a King Louis elevated drag from her Mary Antoinette look from her season, which I thought was clever. So I enjoyed that. Jinx did this queen regal look with the Angelina Jolie leg, which I thought was Mm -hmm. fun. It was camp. It was nice to bring a little bit of humor to the look. Monet came out in this tracksuit with the crown in the wig, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get the tracksuit from the critiques later on. It helped me understand it a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was, I, I, Immediately, I was like, oh, it's a bit of a mess, but I like it. Mm-hmm. And Trinity, she had that crushed velvet gigantic gown. I mm-hmm. thought that was incredible. Yeah. Like, when we went to the wide shot and you see the length of that train, mm-hmm. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Evie's look wa- wasn't a huge fan. It, it sort of was like a good, like a really good drag on a dime challenge look where she just grabbed crayons, constructed that look in a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, maybe that's just because I don't like her as much. But her shoes yeah. were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vivian, I'm not really quite sure what that like burlap fairy look was, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Jada, I thought, had a fantastic wig. It was like the um, dreadlocks put up in a beehive. I yeah. thought that was great. Mm-hmm. She had some like ruffles dangling off with a bit of fabric in front of her, which I didn't love. It just looks like a panel of fabric, but... It was good, but it was probably in the bottom half for me. Mm -hmm. And then Shay was wonderful. She had, like, ear prosthetics, which I thought was just, like, stick a fork in me, I'm done. Like, that's that won it for me, just that detail alone. Yeah. So, did you have any thoughts on those looks? You want a wide shot? Try taking a pic of Jill and Laurie together. Okay, first of all, Jake, he was talking to me. That was... Very strange and uncalled for, but um, yeah, again, a lot of body yeah. shaming for someone without a body. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Jake for you. Well, 
Okay, and those are the looks. Yay. Yay. Okay, anyway, um, all right, let's move on to the next part here. On the main stage, RuPaul names Shea Cooley and Monet X changed the top two all-stars of the week. They each win a legendary legend badge and battle it out in a lip-sync for their legacies. The song? Old MacDonald by Ella Fitzgerald. After the lip-sync, Shea Cooley is named the winner and uses the platinum plunger to block Trinity the Tuck. Nathan, any final thoughts on the episode? Oh, good question there, Jake. Any final thoughts on the episode? Yeah, thanks, Jake. I do think it's interesting how the judges were all being so nice. Mm -hmm. They only said two negative things. One Mm -hmm. was Evie's wig, Mm -hmm. and the other was that Trinity didn't know her words. And Mm -hmm. other than that, they were just blowing smoke up their butts. Mm -hmm. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Um, But And then they just started talking about their favourites. When the the queens left the stage, they just talked about, like, a couple of people. They didn't even mention, like, Raja or Jada or Jinx. I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And my, 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 my main issue with this blocking in the plunger business. Yeah. So like a plunger as, as a tool, it unblocks a toilet, correct? Yeah. And yet we're blo- using it to block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem well thought out. No, but it's, it's a funny, and you know what's so funny is you can tell they just went to the hardware store and spray painted uh, gold. Yeah. There was no effort whatsoever. I did enjoy Shay when she won, just like walking down the line and they'd all say something funny. And then she was back. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was a fun bit of pageantry, but like, I was like, I don't know why it's a plunger. Yeah. Still don't know. And what were they going to do with it? Yeah. Made no sense. Um, all right. Well, uh, let, I'll tell you what, let's call it a day. You know, we have a, for everyone listening, because they released two episodes tomorrow, Nathan and I are taping another episode. You guys are going to get it a few days later, but we're taking taping another episode. We're going to now start with having our guest, not Jake, right? Not Jake. We don't want him oh, here. No. Um, I hope you both die of AIDS in a house fire. Okay, Lori. Okay, well, uh, that's a very good Lori. transition, Jake, Lori. Lori it, I know maybe Lori's Jake. Lori is going to be the special guest co-host. Um, when we're, you know, well, I actually have. A clip of Jake has something to say to Lori. Lori, will you please shut the fuck up with your no drag knowledge mouth? Can you make Jake say, bitch, sit your ass down and shut the hell up, bitch? Yeah. Bitch, sit your ass down and shut the hell up, bitch. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Don't try me, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's... We could do a million of them. We really could. Their shoulders should match them hips, but they don't. All right. Everything from that one all that one untucked in season five. Just load it all in. Back rolls. <laughs> I love Jake. He's an yeah. asshole, but I love him. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Seven. So, for Nathan Brown and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? 
Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at progressorcap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettens. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.